welcome to the next episode of That Sounds Spooky, the podcast where we tackle anything eerie, uh, weary, um, not cheery, and maybe even a little uh, uh, leery. I am Chad, and joined, as always, is the... Um, the 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 uh, trap uh, the the reference to the movie uh, that I will be making, but I can't think of it now. Of course, Dom, Dom, how are you? What's up, everybody? It is D Mizzle in the Hizzle. Yeah, no also way joined with us today. In the wi- oh my! I did actually. I did in fact introduce myself as D Mizzle in the Hizzle. That third voice you heard, uh, you might remember her from an earlier episode. That is our. Little buddy, old pal, also classmate, uh, Lex. Yes. What's going on? Hello. I'm back. Welcome back. To that You're only six episodes too late. <laughs> that sounds spooky. Uh, I uh, missed out on some weeks, but we're back. Better than ever. You know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. So I we do know. We do know. We are well, back. Uh, you know, it's funny. This actually ties into our movie pretty well. Lex hasn't been here, so one might call her a stranger. I know. I really am to, you know, recording and, you know, I haven't watched Strangers oh. in so long, so today was like a little refresher. It's a great movie. I love it. While, we, uh, while we're on the subject of, of, of the podcast and not being around for a bit, I just want to say personally, you know, uh, sorry for the, for the delay of the week. We, 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 that we was my fault. Uh, I mean, I'll accept that one. I don't think it was all your fault. I mean, it was a holiday weekend. It was Thanksgiving, uh. you know? As your co-host, yeah, and that's a full time for me reasons. As your co-host and as your friend, I won't allow you to blame yourself for this. So, well, took a week off. Who it's cares? been busy. Life's there were busy. things to do. <laughs> we had class projects and more class, class projects. projects and right, Photoshop, right. Adobe Audition, fun classmates. Yeah, classmates that forget computers halfway through the semester. Oh my god! I have a question for you, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does the wall have to be orange? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, not going to mention any names because they might listen. The audience loved that reference. Uh, I enjoyed that reference. That's a a reference for us who have a class together. Anyway, we have a movie to talk about today. We do. We do indeed. And uh, let me just say, what a fucking movie. What a fucking movie. Well, um, I'll I'll break down the uh, the movie facts. Did we can start with like usual. Like, did you like the movie? I love this movie. I really like this movie because I seriously think that when someone was like sitting down, like, okay, let's piece together this movie about some weird, freaky shit, it really just ended up working perfectly together. And then there's a second one that came out, which I haven't seen yet, but it's just the that flow would be of the it. strangers pray at night. The flow of it's great. The jump scares are there. Overall, a good film. Like around Halloween time, if you don't watch this movie, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, all I have to say is, um, if you like real life true crime, um, this movie is partially based off some of the Manson murders. And also, and also, I want to say too, as far as like a horror movie cast, I mean, we've been getting really lucky with some of these movies having actors where you look at it and you go. How like they, Ryan Reynolds, they, Detective Pikachu. I was talking more about like for like The Purge. No, I know. The Purge was good. We had Ethan Hawke. Well, exactly. But like, I think the same thing with like Liv Tyler. Is Liv Tyler the, one of those actresses where you look at it and you just go, Liv Tyler's in this? Because that's what I thought when I realized Liv Tyler was in this. It is, admittedly, I saw, um, I kind of did it the other way. I saw Scott Speed and went, oh, this isn't going to be that good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't it funny how we look at a movie based on who is like in it and uh, well, that's what draws people. Well, that's I know that's the whole point of it. Like I feel like sometimes yeah. when I see a certain actor or actress in a movie, and I know they're kind of shitty. I'm like, yeah, it's mm. probably gonna be a crappy movie. Am I still gonna watch it because I want to see if they failed or not? Yeah, I am. That's sort of how it rolls. It's like seeing um. Oh God! It's like seeing a movie made by Neil Breen, and you go, you oh, know what? Gosh. This is going to be terrifying. I think we're talking about awful. him earlier. I think a lot of it too is like looking at a movie, especially a movie that like is based off of something that's popular, and you see a character that like is being played, mm-hmm. actor, and you can just tell, wow, that actor was the perfect casting choice. Kind of like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. You know, it's like I was, was going like, to say Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Wow, nailed it! Like it's, but then on the flip side, yeah, honestly, but then on the flip side, I just agree with you. Yeah, you get, you get like, uh, you get like Topher Grace is like Venom in Spider Man Three, and you just go, oh, let's not, let's not. That's a bad choice. If we're gonna take it to Spider Man, though, um, we have a really good role as someone who did great in Spider Man, who's coming back as that role. If you want to announce that, Chad. Oh yeah, yeah. What was just confirmed today? Alfred Molina coming back as Doctor Octopus in the third Spider Man movie. Uh, that should be cool. I love that Alfred Molina Spider Man. Highlight of the day, like his, you know, it really was. He's sitting, he's sitting doing his homework, and then he hears that he's like, "Wow, I haven't <laughs> lost hope in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two or whenever this movie comes out." Chad told it, me this earlier. I think, and I was I just like, confirmed- oh, "Really." It's got to confirm that they're doing a live-action Spider-Verse now, right? It's, I think, yeah. yeah. Not just the Spider-Verse, not just bringing in three, you know, Peter Parkers, three Spider-Men. I think with the confirmation of Alfred Molina, most likely as Doc Ock, because what the fuck else would he be? And also Jamie Foxx, who was uh, Electro in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they're bringing in a villain from each of the old ones. To me, this confirms Sinister Six. I think so too. I think it, it, at best, Sinister Six, if not at best, we're at least going to get a multiverse Spider Man movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Into the Spider Verse was good. Me too. But I really want a live action. Me too. Um, and I would even, I even think that, especially if they're going to do like a Sinister Six movie and it takes Tobey Maguire, uh, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield to team up and take him out. I wouldn't even be upset if they found a way to get the Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man in there too, Miles Morales. I don't know how they do it. Well, Miles Morales is his own Spider-Man. He's not in a, you know, a live-action movie yet, but he is a mainstay Spider-Man. Yeah, he's definitely sure. a key piece. Very. Key and he's got a great video game out, world. just saying. But, but I'm just, but I'm just um, thinking, like, you know, because technically that is a different person. You could find a way to put him in there, and maybe he looks CGI, and maybe he looked bad. I'm not sure, but if there's a way you can do it, and it's cool, and it looks okay, I would go. I would throw that Spider-Man in there too. But nonetheless, we are here to talk Spider-Man. We're here to talk Strangers. Yeah. I know yeah. I, it went really. We got really excited going into that, but yeah, back to on topic. Oh, As you can this tell, is the first time we were talking about Oh damn it. <laughs> That's a common theme with the podcast. Um, we talk about the movie for about 15 minutes, and then we talk about other movies for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, this actually should be called This Sounds Off Topic. Yeah. I mean, there's the topic, and then there's our idea of the topic. You know what I mean? And right. my idea of The Strangers just happens to be talking about Spider-Man. Right. 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 Sue me. So, well, but anyway, Strangers. I remember when yeah, I saw the movie. I'll the first movie I saw the movie. 
the first time I saw this movie, I saw it in theaters with um, a bunch of my friends, and um, it genuinely spooked all of us. The next day, they were all hanging out at my place, and we were all home alone, and we had the doors locked. Oh, like, great. We, it, it, it genuinely creeped us out. Oh, yeah. Um, this movie, I think, is fantastic for a number of reasons. Um, one, of the good, one of the ones that I think shows a great sign is had a budget of $9 million. How much do you think it made? Um, I'm gonna That's go, tough to think about when we I'm get into numbers. I'm going to go $18 million. $82 million. $82 million? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when a movie makes 10 times its budget, people aren't seeing it just to see it at that point. They're seeing it because it's a good movie. Honestly, no, point, I'm surprised this movie only has one sequel. Like, if it did that well. Well, to be fair, to be fair, The Strangers came out in 2008 – it right. was slated for November 2007, came out May 2008. Um, its sequel, The Strangers Pray at Night, came out March 9th, 2018. Oh, so, when, so 10, years well 10 years later, the sequel had a budget of $5 million and made $32 million, so not as great. Oh, so either way was solid. Yeah, I mean, but even then. I feel like. Yeah. Did I get a theatrical yeah. release? Um, the uh, the strangers pray at night. I believe did have a theatrical release. Let me find it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Do you know it released. Um, it released around the Hurricane Heist, Gringo, and A Wrinkle in Time. Wow. Oh. Oh, it finished third in the box office. Uh, its first week behind Black Panther. Oh. That's saying something. Sure. I mean, that's a lot. The franchise Black bad Panther boy. was. Oh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can see immediately why it didn't make that much if the sequel released near fucking Black Panther. Right. If you're not gonna, you're not gonna make more than a few million. It's that's hard like, to uh, Black Panther. Let's like, be real. Absolutely. It's like remember when um remember when Disney put out John Carter, and I I personally loved that movie. I loved. I thought that. John Carter was good. I was really looking forward to the movies they were going to plan after John Carter. But if I remember oh. correctly, they put John Carter up the same week as like Avengers. Let me find out. Or it, it was the. I love how Dom does all the research. There was some. That's big, me. I'm not. There was some big movie that came out uh, r- the same time. As um, Chad, I can see that it came out in 2012, which is when Avengers came out. So you may be correct. Uh, let's check box office. Um, well, let's find out. I don't know. I'm trying to find out if I can find out what week it premiered. I can find out when it came out. Ooh. March 2012. You know what came out in March 2012? What? I believe Avengers did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I remember, I remember, uh, I remember hearing that that movie bombed, and Mar- and Disney just decided to not do anything. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Let me. Let yeah. me pull up what movies came out March 2012. Um, March 2012 movies: The Lorax. Oh God. The Hunger Please Games. Wrath of the Titans. Wrath. Uh, a Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, man, what? so many is, movies came out. Is Scooby-Doo in the bucket? Because if it's not, we no. gotta put it in. God, There's no. so many things I could say about the remakes of these I movies. I thought the live-action Scooby-Doo was in the bucket. Yeah, oh, we found it? out. No, I don't think the, no, the live-action Scooby-Doo is not in the bucket, but we've got a live-action Avatar movie. Yeah. Oh, I remember you putting that in the bucket. Um... For sure. Shrek, oh, no, Chad. I believe you're thinking of the live-action SpongeBob movie. Oh gosh, <laughs> which was something seen, you put on the I list, Chad. I haven't seen that yet, but I hear that that's something you want to watch. You haven't seen the original SpongeBob movie? 
No, I, when I tell you when What's I was a kid, I was such a picky movie critic that like if something looked even sort of off or sort of boring, I was not. It was SpongeBob. Why yeah, SpongeBob didn't SpongeBob. fit your palate? <laughs> okay, when I was a kid, Sorry. my dad had. Sorry, you were thing. only into my watching Fox broadcasts and like I don't know travel TV. My bad. No, 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 no. When I was a kid, my dad and I had this thing where every Saturday we watched a scary movie because I liked scary things. The kid stuff, like, you know, interested me a little bit. But SpongeBob if you was scary. me to watch Strangers over SpongeBob, I would choose Strangers. I'm sorry. That's just how I was as a kid. That's probably why I'm so mentally screwed up in the head is because I was watching <laughs> stuff like this my, uh, at the age of, like, nine. Yes. I was going to wait and say this when we covered that Spongebob movie, but I'll talk about it now since Spongebob came up. Um, my my dream, it. one of my goals is to have a fan base so popular that I can cover an entire rewatch of all of the Spongebob shows. Uh, have fun That'd be insane. There's so that. many, but I totally listen to every single one. <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah. called Spongebob's Pants. God, I just want to... Uh... God, I just want to talk superhero movies, but that's a different series. I know. We, we haven't started we gotta, that series yet. We got to save that for another day because that's got. Oh, uh, chat. We haven't even started, started the series. Super. Yeah, we already started this one. <laughs> right? We're only eight episodes in. <laughs> now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, among other things. <laughs> so back to yeah. Strangers. Can we talk um, about okay. this? This is like. Strangers. I mean. Well, yeah, we will talk about it. This is, our, this is the episode for today. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get out there and say something before we even start talking about this movie, which is if you want a home invasion flick, go Strangers. Yeah. yeah. No, this I movie like has such a, a good explanation, not, not explanation, but it has such a good basis of it's just random. It's random. The, the, it's, really addressed, it's addressed later on in the film. And I'm going to say this now because it makes me so uncomfortable. At the end, they're like, why did you do this to us? And one of them just responds, because you were home. Do you See, know how but, much that fucked with me when I saw this? Yeah, I know. You were saying that earlier. See, but that is such a powerful line, too, because, I mean, when you watch a movie like this, your first idea is, oh, maybe they're getting back at these people for something. Maybe they're doing it because they're, you know, crazy. Like, what's the idea? No, they give the most simple, like, non-complex statement as to why they're like making these people's lives miserable you were home you know what i mean like it's so and then you think it's random it you're like, that's yeah. it it's just random there's no rhyme or reason to it they did it because they could let's be real if a horror movie doesn't have something random like this in it or some sort of random punch phrase or you know some random climax in it is it really gonna be that good spongebob oh my god <laughs> I hope one of the strangers <laughs> comes to your house right now after that. Yeah, man, I hope they do too. They don't have to keep paying taxes. <laughs> God, how many fair. times have I referenced not wanting to pay taxes in this <laughs> That's series? So I, will, I will also say, I will also say the ending of this movie where Liv Tyler just like grabs onto the whoever walks in the house and screams at them. God, that oh, jump scare. That's a good the first jump time scare. That happened, I the first time I jumped. Every other time, no, I know it's coming, so I snicker and I watch everyone else jump. <laughs> oh, is is it's one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is just to sit there like with a movie that you've obviously seen, 
that other people haven't and just go, ready? Okay. <laughs> ready? That's so You fair. can literally hear the smile on my face as I say that. It's one of those just so much. Like, again, I have a 12-year-old sister who I love very much. She's like my best friend. And um, hey, we sat down hey, one day. Sam. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, not you. I don't even love you. <laughs> but um, my little sister, we sat down in one weekend, and I showed her Alien, Aliens, Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2. And the whole time, I loved my sister. She was not scared. She was like, oh, my God. Wow. Do you know what she told me about the original Alien movie? It was boring. I mean, when you see it a certain amount of times, I can see that. because I've seen No, no. That movie, this was like... the first time she'd seen it. Oh, really? Oh, that kid does not get scared. Her favorite movie is The Purge, which is why I had to apologize to her after uh, that episode. Well, I think that it's like, I'm sorry. It's bad. Uh, have her right to know? Horror did you know that... Uh... <laughs> Did you know that this movie, The Strangers, was ranked number 13 yeah. on Bravo uh, 13 Scary Movie Moments? Really? Friday the 13th. Every time I see number 13, I get spooked. Which is an entertainment on online newspaper. They ranked this movie yeah. 23rd best horror movie uh, since 2000. Get the fuck out. Wow. Literally. It's a good, it's not that good. I mean, it's good, but come on. I mean, it is really um, good, but the thing about it that I love is, is it as good as Creep? Slant Magazine, Slant Magazine listed The Strangers as the ninth best film of 2008. The ninth best film. Let's see what, a, what film. What other films? I'm looking it up. Avengers and the Hunger Games? <laughs> no, no, no. That was 2012. We were talking about John Carter. Oh my god! You know what movies came out in 2008? Wow, I just heard myself echo up so yeah, loud. Yeah, you went crazy. Um, let's talk about some movies that came out in 2008. The Dark Knight. Oh. Iron Man. Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Hancock, Wally, Kung Fu Panda. Wally came out stop. That brings me back to my childhood. I thought I was I was more excited for Kung Fu Panda, but okay. I just remember getting the toys in McDonald's and I kept getting no. What's the panda's name again? Oh. I probably had about 50. The panda's name is Jack Black, days. mind you, but. <laughs> I know. What an icon. But, uh. Yeah, so The Strangers Panda. came out the same year as Iron Man, Kung Fu Panda, and whatever else I just said. And they wanted to list Strangers as the ninth best. So, oh, I my mean, God. You got to think about it that some people really are like, this was it. This was, this was a good movie. No, 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 no. It was good. I definitely like it. But come on. That high, get out. Sometimes it's hard because, I mean, if you're like a big horror flick person, I feel like this movie definitely took a twist on stuff. Because, I mean, if you think about it, stuff like this really does happen. I mean, there are similar, like, real-life scenarios that kind of go along with the Stranger Things. I mean... And, well, I mean, you just, you say that. This literally was partially based off the Manson murders. As in Charles fucking Manson. Manson I know. So I uh, I was curious about what movies uh, they had strangers beating. Uh huh. So so I went and I found the list. But Continue. Now but now that I'm looking at this, this doesn't. I don't think this is the right list. Because at number. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of these things happening. Yeah. Why don't I break down the story for us? Oh, wait. Hang on. Okay, keep going. I'm, oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. All right. You know what? No, go ahead. Tell us the list, and then I'll break down the story. So, this, these are the movies 
So stranger, the strangers is at as at nine. At eight, encounters at the end of the world. Never oh, heard God. of it. At seven, Chris and Don never heard of it. Uh, at number six, Dear Zachary. Where released from Bollywood? At, at number five, The Dark Knight. Okay. What what came out in two thousand eight? They're saying top the Dark Knight. Number two, Flood of the Balloon. That's actually hey, a good Chad, movie. Chad, hang on. Hang on, Chad. You cut yeah. out there between number five and number two. Oh. Uh, so number five was The Dark Knight. Number four was uh-huh. The Prize. Number three okay. was Boarding Gate. Two was Flood of the Red Balloon. That's actually a good movie. That's not a bad one. Number one. Number one. Iron Man. Sinodoge. Sinodoge, New York. What? Hang on. Yeah. So you look at honorable mentions. This beat. Oh, uh, Sinodake. Sinodake. Uh, yeah, I had to look that one up. Um, can I just point out that Iron Man wasn't on that list? Serious case of Benjamin Button. Iron Man. <laughs> Benjamin Button. What? It beat Iron Man. This beat Iron Man. Those strangers wouldn't get into Stark Tower. So All right. everybody, you know so what? No, on that note, that. on that note, Chad, I'm I'm gonna start the story breakdown because I gotta get into strangers before I get mad about Iron Man. Well, yes, we can. So but that is what I'm known for. Being mad. Everybody who works for this magazine put out a, a best pictures list, and Iron Man was not was not in any of their lists. All right, well, that whole magazine needs to be shut down and that building condemned. <laughs> I am the J. Jonah Jameson of this universe. Yes. Yes. Oh, I've got the storyline if you want to hear it. I want to hear it. All righty. Let's start in a secluded area far away from civilization, as so this plot synopsis says. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Lex, I don't think you got picked up there. I could hear you because you're in the same room as me, but I did not hear you. Chad, could you pick, could you pick that one up? Um, I heard it very Are you faintly. picking me up now? I heard it better this time around. All right, while you guys are tinkering with audio settings, I will break down into the story. So we come across uh, two characters, James Hoyt and Kristen McKay, James Hoyt, played by Scott Speedman, and Kristen, played by Olive Tyler, which is why Chad was singing Aerosmith when we started recording. Seriously, he was going hard, though. What's that song called? (laughs) I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Oh, well, guess what? Watching this movie, you better not miss a thing. Right. They get back to uh, what is described as James's childhood summer home. They've just returned from a wedding, and it's, it's tense. You can... You can almost taste the tension in the air. It's bad. They are unhappy. Kristen just starts drinking when they get home. James goes and sits in his car for a bit. Um, and you find out that Christian's, uh, Kristen said no to James proposing to her at the reception, which is never an easy moment. If you propose you know, the thing I like about that. someone else's wedding reception, you're a dick. That's exactly what I was going to say. I know. Word for word. The one thing I like about it, though, is I like when they come back, how it's like they're not even like really talking. 
in the mood to be around each other. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God, no. Like, they are in other rooms just stuff. away. Right. I mean, everything that they had, oh, this nice wedding, you know, congrats to these people. And then the proposal happens. Then they come home and they're like, well, shit. I don't want to see you. I'm going to drink my sorrows out. And I mean, this it, mood went weird... from a fuck yeah to fuck you. Yeah, no. God, just it is uncomfortably tense in this house. I um, I don't do good in tense situations in real life. And watching this, I was like, God, I want to, I want to step outside. I'm uncomfortable. And I um, feel like there's like this fairy tale element at it because at the end you hear her say, "I love you" to him, and you're just like, "Really, bitch? Well, do we not have to?" This go back gets to very the far scene? from a fairy tale unless you're talking the Grimm brothers' fairy tales. I was going to say, I'm like, this could be be. brothers Grimm vibes for sure. Yeah. Um. So let's get back here. They are uh, not happy with each other. James calls his friend Mike. Always good to have a friend, Mike, and just says like, "Hey, look, tomorrow morning." Come pick me up. Get me the fuck out of here, man. Um, time hits about 4 a.m. Shortly after 4 a.m., they hear this big, you know, rapping on the door. And this, uh, they, Kristen opens the door, and there's this girl, blonde girl on the step, and she says, uh, that is Tamara home? Dollface? Yeah. They haven't called her dollface yet. Come on. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, she asks her, the girl on the step, who will later be known as dollface, um, is Tamara home? And James chews her away. You know, there's nobody here by that. James goes out to get cigarettes. You know, ever the loyal, not fiance, goes to buy Kristen cigarettes, starts a fire in the, in the fireplace, and then leaves. Didn't open the flu, so there's going to be smoke in the house, which is just great. Kristen tries to open it. The fire alarm goes off. She deactivates the smoke alarm. Knock on the door. She drops the smoke alarm. Uh, she checks the door, calls, she calls, uh, calls James from the landline. No answer. I think actually, I believe the call is cut short. It is. Yeah. Um, and this scene is awful because she's walking around the house, like from the living room into the kitchen, check the phone back to part of the living room. And all the while in this dark doorway behind him, there is just a man with a bag on his head, just standing there. It's one of the most iconic scenes of it. I mean, seriously. It's, it's one of the most frightening. It's the one that made it onto the, uh, the movie poster. Exactly, yeah. It is. The movie poster is her standing in the middle of the living room and the man in the mask just looking at her from the back. It's uncomfortable. I think that that scene, honestly, is why I'm afraid to go to my kitchen at 3 in the morning. And I have, like, this window right behind the fridge. So every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab my... Uh, leftover spaghetti or whatever and then i just zap, fear, zap, 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 zap. i have this fear that someone's watching me like that because seriously like when you watch this movie you're like well is this what really happens when i'm at home at 3 a.m yeah. or what i don't have to worry because i want to tell you that christ is always watching jesus yeah. is always watching <laughs> maybe true. jesus will be the true killer Maybe. I just have the image. I just have that big image of him, and it's like, is he? He's watching you, like, yeah, Jesus. Like, there's this big billboard I saw, and it's like he's watching you, like, do the right thing and stuff. And you know, in that moment, she's just standing there, and you know, God's probably like, Jesus is gonna watch me being it. God's probably seriously like, alcoholic, bro. Did you not hear the freaking weird uh, girl? I, 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 I do like, I do like to imagine God and Jesus up in heaven, like, like me and Chad watching a movie, like. 
Turn around. <laughs> He's got Don't go his. In there. <laughs> he grabs one of those. What are those megaphones and starts yelling yeah. down from heaven? Bro, just a vuvuzela like it's a soccer game. But uh, speaking of right behind you, that man is still there. But in, in just a great blocking scene. Um, as she walks in front of him, like in the foreground, he disappears out of the background. Um, and she notices that the smoke alarm that she dropped on the floor is now sitting on a chair, which that alone would frighten me. Just be like, no, no, I know I dropped that. I didn't pick it up because I am lazy. But just turning around to see it there, she knows someone else is in the house. She goes to get her phone, which is her cell phone, which is charging. Cell phone's gone. Starts panicking. She hears a noise in the backyard, grabs a big damn knife from the kitchen. Good step. Opens her curtain, and the dude in the mask is just staring into it. He's just on the other side of the window. Just holy hell. Frightening scene. She, uh... She she falls back, you know, and the front door is being knocked, knocked open. Who else is opening the front door but uh, a girl in blonde, now wearing a doll mask, who we will now refer to as Dollface. A.K.A. me, because it kind of looks yeah, like me. Lex. Chad, would this make you the, the pinup girl, since I'd clearly be the big man in the mask? Um, I'm okay with being the pinup girl. That's fair. She's got a cute little mask. Her face is nice on it. Her hair looks all fancy until the end, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think I look cute. I feel like this does reflect us well of you two having nice masks and mine is like a, a burlap sack that I drew a face on. I mean, that's the most iconic thing, too, is when you look at the poster, you see like these two almost like purge-looking masks, and then you see him with this, this white bag. You know, it is two plastic masks, one that looks like a doll, one that looks like a pinup girl, and one dude who's just got a bag. And I think yeah, the bag no, is the most the frightening because he does not care. I would be bag man. <clears throat> but uh, speaking of Dollface, as we just said, she is pushing the door open. Kristen goes to slam it shut, locks the door. After locking the door, she hides in her bedroom and just hears, Pete, hears the strangers just pounding on the wall. Um, and I mean, if I were her, though, this is the thing that I have to say. I hate loud noises, especially the older I get, the more I realize if someone's loud and pounding on something, I'm already in, like, rage mode. But when you hear this in the movie, you're rage. like, fuck. Am I hearing this? Just, um, this just brings me back to when Dollface was pushing open the door. My first thought was, stab her. Stab. Stab her. Get her out. My same response with the Purge guy from two weeks ago. Or a few weeks ago where I was like, just shoot him through the hole in the door. But, um, oh, Chad, any thoughts on pounding on the walls? Um, no, I pretty much agree with that. I, I, I was def- I, I'm definitely in the moment just going stab her. Yeah. Kill her. Yep. Stab. Get out. And, uh, end it. so, oh, yeah, end it. Um, so Kristen hides in the bedroom. There's pounding, pounding stops. James gets home. Uh, James gets home. She relays everything that's happened. She's in a hysteric mode. He goes outside to the car to get his phone, which, why are you leaving your phone in the car? And the car has just been destroyed. I want to think, like, this was 2008, so maybe there's not a reason to bring your cell phone in, but, like, honestly, no, that's not. They had a landline, yeah, but... But, um... I love how it's flip phones, too. I mean, they have those flip phones. It's 2008, yeah. Do landlines even exist anymore? 
Um, my stepdad has one. Seen one. Brian has one in his house. Okay. Brian has one. I he's gonna he's gonna fall on the wall in years. Like since I was probably three um, years old. God, my grandparents. You know what they still have is like one of the um. My grandparents have a few kind of like landlines. The one that's like the handheld phone, but it sticks in the dock. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got a few of those around their house, but even you know, that is like it's so, on its way out. It's so weird to think about. Like for us, for us, we grew up with like landline phones. So like it's not weird to us seeing one, but can, can you imagine when we have children and they watch like movies that use landline phones and they just think it's like the most like fossil, like <laughs> little house in the prairie type equipment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you had Wi Fi? You didn't have everything beamed into your brain at 9G? Dad, how can I? Dad, no, how can I, how no can son, I, I didn't. Dad, how did they send? How did they send text messages on landlines? <laughs> they didn't, son. Was there TikTok? <laughs> Was there TikTok on that flip phone? <laughs> like seriously, we played Snake. What is that? <laughs> no, I no, played I love it. Snake and, and Brick Break. And then when you're a kid, you know how it had the cords that like wired up, and you're no. playing with it, and your parents were like, "Are you serious?" You always fuck them up. It's like a, it's like messing up a slinky. Remember when you were like trying to like oh you were finally done with like a project for school where you needed the internet and you were literally almost done and then like the phone rings and you lose your dial-up connection? <laughs> I only had to experience that for like a year. I didn't get high speed um, internet in my house until I was like sixteen years old. So no, I was I was a young kid when I had normal internet. But um, do you know what I remember that has become like a thing of the past? I had CD-ROM games as a kid for our PC. Like, I still have them in a container. I had, like, SpongeBob, Operation Krabby Patty on, like, a CD-ROM. And that CD holds, like, 600 megabytes. Yeah. My computer holds three and a half terabytes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jeez. just imagining 600 megabytes is, like... No, not, not megabytes. It might have been. It was small. I'll find out later. But it was just so tiny. Never leave your phone in your car, guys. Always take your phone with no. you. No. You know what happens if you leave your phone in your car? Uh, someone destroys your car with bricks, and then when you and your uh, failed fiancé attempt to leave, okay. uh, you get rammed by a pickup truck, which is being driven by a pinup girl. Happens more often than you think. It would. So uh, they run back into the house. James finds a shotgun, which, why the hell did you not get this soon? Well, first he panics. First he can't find it. Like, he's grabbing stuff no, around. I mean, like, he found it. It was on top of a shelf, which is the first place I would have looked. On top of the thing that can hold a shotgun. I'm getting mad. This story makes me mad. But, um, he finds a shotgun. He loads it. Outside, uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny arrives. Except in this movie, he's called Mike. So I Mike love how they give him the name Mike, too. That's just iconic. It's I such mean, a normal name. he really name. looks like a Mike. He's just Mike. He doesn't even have a last name. He's just Mike. Literally. Mike. Uh, it's yeah. Mike. Well, it was Mike. Um, <laughs> so Mike, uh, Mike sees the smashed up car. He's like, oh, shit, something's wrong. He comes into the house, walks down the hallway to where James and Kristen are hiding. Gets out half of the word hello, and James puts a hole in his head with a shotgun. I mean, he really blew that guy's brains out. Finger off the trigger. No trigger discipline. Just the one dude who maybe could have helped them the slightest bit is now dead on the floor. 
And there's a fun. It, it, it's, it's a little bit funny to me. It's probably not funny, but um, after James shoots Mike, they, they, and a few seconds later, they pull back a curtain, and one of the strangers has written the word "killer" in red paint on the window. Or is it blood? I mean, I, I mean whose blood would it have been? Well, I don't know. These strangers are sus. They probably <clears throat> took Mike's blood and were like, "Ha ha." There were. It was written outside. <clears throat> Mike was in the inside. Oh yeah. So but, um, lipstick. Chad, oh yeah. Your lipstick. Yeah, pinup girl Chad. Was that your lipstick on the window? Yes, I kissed the window after I murdered him. Just murder window. But um. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, James for some reason only just now remembers this, where he's like, "Wait a minute, we have a, we have a ham radio or whatever it is in the old backyard shed." He runs. Um. <clears throat> He runs and gets the uh, gets tries to get to the radio. He encounters Pinup Girl, who's you know searching the backyard. He tries to shoot her, fails horrifically, and Mask Guy just knocks him the hell out, which is just you James crumbles. Like you can't trick. kill me. I'm a bad bitch. We also kill have me. John Cena on the show. I must break you. But um, it is funny though the way that that whole scene comes down because you know for you know for a fact that there's no way something's not gonna happen to this man. Like, oh yeah, the way he leaves her in there, especially missing the shot. Uh, yeah, at that point, honestly, he was you knew his fate. Yeah. His fate was basically explained right there. Your fate has been sealed. <laughs> but um, oh man, he gets knocked the hell out again. He just crumples like a sack of bricks. He crumples like Nate Robinson did. Anyway. Uh, do we that's never another. Is this a show where we just insult people? I do. I openly offered to fight Joel Schumacher in our Batman episode. I hope he watches it. I'm gonna yeah. send him an email. But um <laughs> But uh so you know, James crumples. Kristen hears the shot because when the man of the mask knocked out James, he made the gun discharge, I guess. But um she runs to find James and she finds the radio and pinup girl comes in and just slams an ax through it, which is just a great, I'm there. Damn it. But it just um, reminds me of the shining. I get oh, shiny vibes there and I get I shiny love vibes shining. again with the two. That's kids. on the list. <laughs> shining is on the list. That's a great movie. And, um, this just takes her like this and when she was running to the radio she falls and like twists her ankle and that just puts her out of commission. Like she's just basically crippled for the rest of this short bit here. Um, you know, Pinup Girl smashes the radio with an axe and um, she runs back to the house and who does she encounter there? Doll face with a knife. Uh, and this is that the first time this is the first time you hear the strangers masked up speak. And all she says is, you're going to die. Uh, man, Kristen tries to run away. Man in the mask catches her. Smash cut to Dawn. And this is another thing that kind of fucks with you. Is What do you normally think of? What kind of setting do you think of for any kind of horror movie, any slasher film? Oh, I love it when, things, when horror movies do things in the daylight. No, no, but that's my point. Is they're almost always at night, right? It's oh, like yeah, nighttime, 100%. like Friday the Thirteenth, nighttime. That's what this makes movies, Michael Myers, the, the Halloween movies. Yeah, 
But when you talk, and it's um, I don't remember who said this. I was watching someone else talk about this a while ago, and they said um, you you always have that reaction of if they can just make it today, if they can make it through the night, they'll be fine. But this smash cuts to daytime, and James and Kristen are tied to chairs. Shit kicked out of them. The strangers are standing there in front of them. And there's another moment here. This is the moment that gets me. When Kristen goes, why are you doing this to us? And Dollface just says, because you were home. It's funny you say that because I was looking this up. And if when you go on to certain like movie review websites, that's like the first in like headline quote yeah. is because you were home. Yeah, and because that gets people. Because your sense of security is gone. Because with all of these other stupid or good slasher films, you always feel like they did something to upset the killer. Friday the 13th, they were neglectful of the campers. They were having sex. They were doing drugs. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, they were asshole kids who went to bed. All of these things, you feel like there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't go in someone else's house. But this was just, they were there. You were home. Like the whole the whole reason they did it is to like get a riot out of them. You know what I mean? Like it's because fun they, to them. The whole reason they did it is they were looking and these people answered the door. Right. I mean, isn't that crazy? And though? that makes me uncomfortable. When I hear doors close in my apartment building, like other apartment doors, I like sit up. I like perk up. So I'm like, what was that? Right. I hear car doors at like 10 o'clock at night and it scares me. I'm like, what? Because stuff like this, it like, gets me. I'm like, what was there? The one thing that scares me, and this will always scare me, and it sort of reminds me of this film is, you know, um, when I'm at home or at my boyfriend's house, he's got like a big window in his like living room area. And, you know, I'll look out it at night. And you always get this sense that someone's looking in on you. Like, that is the thing that gives me the chills to this The front day. of my apartment is three big windows, so <laughs> I get that. Yeah. No, seriously, though. But, like, that's the whole point. And you can tell that Kristen is, you know, getting that sense. And you kind of are like, shit, like, if I were her, what would I do, you know? Like, I would probably How would I make this go out, you know? That's it. I'd just die. That'd be what I'd do. Yep. I feel like it, but um, speaking of just dying, this next part is the other part where you just have this sinking feeling, which is after Dollface says, because you were home, they take their masks off. And that's a sign that you're not making it out of there. Right. They've revealed themselves to you. The one thing they hid the entire time, you know who they are. So you can't be alive. I know. And it's at that point that they realize, oh, like, this is really it. And they start showing affection to one another again, which I think is sort of. Yeah. A it's wholesome in a murder sort of way. Definitely death, like. Um, will death do you part. And it's doing you part. Yeah. Yep. Screw that wedding. Even if you would have said yes, you're not going to see a wedding, you know. When I say shotgun, you say wedding. But. <laughs> Now I feel like one day when, you know, I pray it's my boyfriend now, but when I get proposed to, I don't say no, does that mean I'm going to end up chopped up like they did? Yeah. Just uh, make sure your boyfriend's not one of those guys. (laughs) Oh, he's a nice guy. Make sure he doesn't like bags in my house. And make sure he doesn't propose to you at someone else's wedding. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say, regardless of if it's the person you're in love with, don't 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 propose to someone at someone else's wedding. That makes you uh, what's the word? Uh, a dick. That should that would have been you the automatically get told no if that's the case. Yeah, um, the room, and I'm gonna put this the out there because we're talking about 
Yeah, yeah. You should to to gain the right to propose at someone else's wedding, you have to defeat the groom and his groomsmen in hand to hand combat. Right, right. No weapons. Just hands. My wedding, you're not gonna win. Just fist fighting. That's it. Who That's all I need. It's like a gauntlet fight. No, but, but seriously, um, when they take off their masks, it's like that's it. You're everyone done. in the audience is like, "Shit, let me oh. see who these pricks are. I want to know who's." Yeah, doing but you it. don't see that. You don't see their no. faces. Only Kristen and James see their faces. And I had the same moment, you know, in this movie where they took their masks off, and you don't see that. You see them from like mid chest down, and you just see the masks come off. And I just had this moment of, oh no. And that's it. They stab them repeatedly in the chest and the stomach. James and Kristen say, I love you, and then scream as they're being stabbed. And then it just cuts to the strangers driving away in a truck, which I love. It's a really fun smash cut. But wait, where was their truck the whole time in the movie? It was probably like just in a ditch. Far enough away they couldn't find it because um, pinup girl rams them with the uh, rams their car. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that scene. You're right. But um, this next scene I do love where they stop the truck and there's these two little Mormon boys and I call them Mormon boys because the credit actually does credit Alex Fisher and Peter Clayton Luce as Mormon boys. <laughs> also, just so you know, Glenn Howerton is credited only as Mike. In the, as Mike. In I, the credits, yeah. Because what? You can't give him a last name. He just looks like a Mike. He's in the whole movie for like 30 seconds. He'd be, he'd be Mike he Jackson if I had to give him a last name. Best buddy, you know? Like, yeah. But my favorite thing with the boys is, you know, Mike Winchester. We're talking about every scary movie that has twins in it. I don't know if maybe I don't think these kids are twins. I thought they were twins. They look very no. similar. Is it just the outfits just, that make them look alike? They're just Mormon boys. <laughs> well, anyway, so you know how we're talking about this big picture of Jesus earlier. Yeah. They're holding these little church pamphlets. And then was it Dollface that gets it, out? It of the is. Car? Well, no, one of the boys. Yeah, Dollface gets uh, one of the boys. Uh, she asked for one of their track cards, which are like their little pamphlets. Yeah. And I do like that. One of the boys goes, "Are you a sinner?" And she just goes, "Sometimes." <laughs> it's like, fuck off. You can't lie. The script for this she didn't lie. Actually, she's excellent. not always a bad person. Only when she murders. And in so by that logic, I'm not always a sinner. Anyway. Um, there is a really, a really interesting scene where you know the boys give her the little pamphlet. The strangers drive away, and Pinup says to Dollface, "It'll be easier next time," which kind of implies that this is Dollface's first time killing someone. It'll be easier next time. So, like, that makes you wonder, like, what's the relationship between these people? You know what I mean? Like, I like to think it's a family business. Yeah, but I feel like they don't look anything alike. Like, yeah. I feel like this well, you like, didn't see you didn't see man in the masks hair. He could have been like carrying that blonde gene. I wonder. I mean, if in the you're sequel, right, but I just. I feel wonder like... if in the sequel she goes. That was easier. <laughs> I don't think so. Wouldn't surprise me though. I but mean, um, I just really now, like honey, you've turned eighteen. Time series. for the family murder business. Yeah. There is one more scene, and Chad, you mentioned this at the beginning, which is uh, the two Mormon boys come across the the messed up house. And just kind of walk inside and find these corpses. Uh, one of the boys walks up to uh, Kristen, who's, you know, dead, um, and tries to touch her. Which is really weird. But um, as Chad stated earlier, she's not dead. And she, like, 
grabs his hand and screams into the camera, and that's where the movie ends. I mean, where could you see the rest of the movie going anyway? I liked the ending. Yeah, there is no rest of the movie. That is just that is how you end that. Traumatized yeah. um, that poor actually, child. Oh, poor Mormon boy. Mormon Can we pour one out for days. the Mormon boys? Oh, they don't drink yeah. anyway. Um, I actually have some kind of actually quotes about this movie and stuff that I think we touched on. One of um, one one of these uh, critics known as Mike Mayo said that the these characters could have wandered out of an Ingmar Bergman film. I love that. Then um, uh, one of them, film scholar. I'm going to get his name right. Film scholar Kevin Wetmore said exactly what we talked about earlier, which is I can hear like typing. It's kind of funny. Um, writing is a, writing is a random act in post 9/11 horror. The result of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, as the cliche goes. Unlike the 80s slasher horror, for example, where engaging in negative behaviors such as drinking, doing drugs, and having sex are often forerunners to being killed. Here, death is random and unrelated to one's behavior. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. And another interesting one is um, this guy talks about the divide between the privileged and the underprivileged. Whereas, you know, violence is always in like urban areas and like pastoral ethics and stuff like that, where this film undermines the conventional notion of rural society as a simpler crime free place. Because most, a lot of slasher films are, you know, out in the country. But you always think about like peace in the country, you know, it's peaceful, it's quiet. Not in movies like this. That's it's, almost worse. Yeah, you got a point there, Dom. You do got a point there. It's one of the things that I do like about this movie as an overall is I like the movies that feel very realistic. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some horror movies that when you're you know younger, you're like, oh, shoot, this could really happen. But the ones that you can kind of relate to or, you know, the weird feelings you get, this movie gets to kind of bring to life. I think they did a really good job of writing the script Especially for the three, you know, you got Dollface, you got the pinup girl, you got the guy with the bag over his head, you know. Yeah, Dollface, pinup, and bag man. <laughs> um, in, in, the, in the outline, he is referred to as the man in the mask, which well, sounds like, like a Bond villain. Yeah, it really does. I like the name Bagman. <laughs> the man in the spooky mask. <laughs> Instead um, of the man with the golden gun. But you can't even deny that every word that the characters say and i mean these three characters don't say much it's all their actions that make the movie great but the words that they do say are so perfectly scripted and just flow together so nicely with everything and i think that's what makes the movie it really does i mean oh yeah absolutely you were home that right there is a punch in the face like really that's yeah it's scary you were home it's scary yeah, it really scary. is just the most blatant I'll just, I wanted out, to. I'll just flat out say it. I think as, as far as all the scary movies we've talked about for this podcast so far, I think this one's been my favorite one. I definitely oh, yeah. agree with you, Chad. Yeah. It's also just it's just uncomfortable. In fact, I'd even take a step well, forward. I think point. as far as movies in general, this might be my favorite one of the ones we've talked about. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if it's better than Detective Pikachu, but I love oh, it. We're going to bring Ryan Reynolds into this. I can't talk. <laughs> 
Pikachu. I still you weren't even here for it. <laughs> I know I wasn't here for. I still got to. Yeah, watch you get it. to choose. Between, you get to choose between the strangers and creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, I wonder what you'll choose. Creep, just because. What's the freaking wolf's name again? Oh, Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. I, I still have nightmares of Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz is the only good part about that movie. But we've already covered Creep episode two, by the Definitely way. Definitely go check that one out. <laughs> We're making progress. We're now on episode eight. Yes. I know. Hopefully I'll be here to stay, folks. Life gets crazy in a pandemic. What's going to happen next? Hopefully you have easier audio setup than next time. <laughs> I feel like we're living in a horror movie right now. Like, yeah. look at life. Is it because my apartment's so dirty? Because if so, fuck you. <laughs> No, Dom and I were talking about this earlier, how I'm going to get him a girlfriend that's good at uh, designing, uh, interior oh my God. designing. Um, yeah, let's just have whoever you're intending to be interested in me listen to the podcast, and then she'll realize that I'm a horrible idea. <laughs> oh, wow, what a great voice. What a terrible everything else. <laughs> she hasn't even seen my face yet. <laughs> you gotta understand what you know when people are listening they're probably trying to like imagine what we look like i i always do that when i'm listening to a podcast i try to imagine what the I, um, expressions on the person is people are probably listening to this like i don't even know how to describe these voices and what these people look like but all i, I know a, is i have Dom, an you good? red mohawk if anybody wants a a, a better depiction of uh uh, how to dis- how to imagine me? My Discord profile is a crab with a beard and a wizard hat, and uh, I do have people that call me the neck crab mancer. So, who calls you that, Dom? <laughs> people on Discord <laughs> because of the picture. You're losing your right to Discord. <laughs> you know what? You Lex today today Lex has tried to revoke my right to Discord, Photoshop, and my own freezer. And also one of my couches that I keep falling off. No, right you lost your privilege to your couch because this man has fallen off this couch three times in probably a span today. of 20 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, Lex, why did you try to revoke my right to my own freezer, though? What did you do to your freezer? Oh, you had- uh, I pulled out a bottle of vodka and corn flew at me. Yeah. Oh, Dom, I mean, I- seriously. I've got a proposition for you, Dom. Let me know what you're thinking. Yes. So I think since Lexi is at your place right now, I think she should be the one that draws from the bucket. That's oh, fair. I get to draw from the bucket? Yeah, but you're going to have to come over here because I'm not getting out of my chair. All right. Well. Uh, you know what? I will, I'll will. i take the bucket over to Lex. Yeah, he's biting She's the bullet. my guest. She brought me donuts. He's taking one for the team, man, because I brought him a half dozen donuts, even though I ate two on the way here, just to make sure they weren't poisonous or anything. Huh? Uh, Sorry. Audio over to Lex's Sorry, side. Chad. Next I'm going to give you more. the bucket. Gonna, before you pull that, I'm going to mosey out back over to my spot. Guys, I have this orange bucket with a pumpkin on it, but I'm going to go to the store and buy a white bag and then draw the face of the stranger guy. Oh, no. And then that's where we're going to put our uh, movie yeah. ideas because I feel like oh, that's no. more iconic. Oh god! Think, I think Chad? we should stick with the bucket. What you just? No, I paid good. I paid a good Go get the bucket again. I've changed my mind. That's it, Lex. Either you pull now, or I'm taking that bucket back. All right, do I'm a good, pulling. do a good mix up. Let us hear it. Oh, I can I'm hear the paper. Am I gonna? All right, I pulled the lucky. I pulled one, one out and uh, tell us what it is. Let the right one in. Ooh, no, oh, God, that is. Do you guys want a hint? Does that sound like a romance movie or a horror movie? It's not. <laughs> it's not a romance movie. No, it's not. Okay, I've actually... It's, well, actually, technically it kind of is. It's a romantic horror film from Sweden. Okay. 
Yeah, that, that's the right way to give me the ideas. Nice. So next week we're watching a, a, a foreign film. Woo! Our first foreign film. That's gonna be awesome. I'm pumped. That's gonna be cool. I know. And um, I you know what? Let me. Let me. Uh, oh yeah, this is really good. Let me. Uh, I'm trying to pull up a little. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a summary from Roger Ebert here. And the summary is called, I've been 12 for a very long time, which I believe is a line from the movie. Um, and all I'm going to say, I'm going to read you a little description for, uh, from Roger Ebert here about this movie, all right? Right. Let the Right One In is a vampire movie, but not even remotely what we mean by that term. It is deadly grim. It takes vampires as seriously as versions of Nosferatu by Murnau and Herzog do, and that is very seriously indeed. It is also a painful portrayal of an urgent relationship between two 12-year-olds on the brink of adolescence. It is not intended for 12-year-olds. You know, he gives this really deep, nice, like, in-depth kind of preview of what this movie's going to be, and then I look it up, and this is the first thing I see from Rotten Tomatoes. Sinister, but gorgeous. Yeah, well, that's why I trust Roger Ebert for my movie news, and you go to Rotten Tomatoes, like. I feel like where are we going to go to find this movie? Um, well, I get paid on Tuesday, so I could probably buy it, Amazon or something. You guys yeah, can come over to watch it. I feel like it. the fun way to do it is finding that uh, YouTube. You go on YouTube and you search, search a movie, and you see someone posted. Okay, whole to be movie. fair. To be fair, I could buy it on YouTube and you guys could all watch it through my account, but that is an off-air discussion, and I will let the viewers wonder how we do it. <laughs> all right, you but guys, right, well, guys. you heard it from us. Uh, you know what? Hang on. We do have to do something first, oh, which dude. has become a tradition. Chad, what would you rate this movie? Um, I would rate this movie um, probably, you know what? I'm going to give it a 10. I'm going to do 9.5 uh, pin-up. Pin up girls out of ten, or out of yeah, out of ten. Wow. I'm uh, my rating's gonna be low, but you'll see why. I'm gonna give it a full three murders or three murderers out of three, which is technically the same as a ten out of ten. Yeah, that is technically. But I wanted to work the strangers into it. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I still got a pretty high number, but I'm giving it a solid nine because yes, I love this movie, but. I feel that if I give a movie a 10-10, I'm going to watch another movie and be like, oh, shoot. No, this is really what is a 10-10. So, um, I, just I feel like this is inappropriate. I just think as far as horror <laughs> movies go, it checks all the boxes. It's great. And it does more than check all the boxes. It does more to but to push it as not just your average slasher film, which we've talked about. So It I, checks – one of the main boxes that it checks for me, though, is uh, not creep. Yeah. So. Check. 10 out of 10. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> That is going to be it for this week's episode of That Sounds Spooky. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Chatting Tatum One. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Real Beef McDaddyo. You can follow me on Twitter at Lexi Jane with four E's at the end. Yes, that is four E's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to plug anything else, Lex? Well. I know you're big on the gram. Oh yes, my on Instagram, which is my uh, my place, if you'd like know that is at lexi mckinney underscore please follow me there i will definitely be linking in all of our uh, information too and hopefully next uh, week lex we'll overestimates how much work i put into descriptions 
You think I'm linking social media? I write like four sentences and upload. All right, guys. We will see you next week with Let the Right One In. As always, I've been Dom from the radio. 